0: Coming at you from Scratch Wolf Studio, it's time again to Rage Across the Internet, your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, we got Danny Tyson in the studio.
1: Hey, everybody. And another empty
0: another chair. Another empty chair, but that's all right.
1: I thought we filled it last time, and then we didn't. Well, you know, you
0: can only do the Weekend of Bernie's thing so long before he starts to stick up the place. <laughs> so we uh, called an audible. Got the back up again, right? We we got our man lyric back. Lyric, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming back. You know, I yes. think he's you,
1: working on being part of that hat trick club.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's going to happen pretty soon. I think.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can dig it. Yeah. Well, hey, man, great guest to have, and we're we're glad you came back.
0: No, definitely. You know, I think uh, you are well on your way of becoming our official our official man. man. <laughs> Gross. What happened?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Oh, off to a, off to a good start.
1: Yeah. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> you you oh know boy. you're listening to this show. <laughs> it's the place you want to be, everybody. We're glad you're here.
1: Yes. Yes, we are.
0: Getting into it, you know, uh, I guess right off the bat, we are, uh, we're doing have a little fun today. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we generally do, but this is, this is what we, we have talked about doing these for a while. And it, it just, it, this is almost like an encore series.
1: <laughs> encore? I mean, oh, kind of.
0: You know, we, we are starting, finally, to touch down on the Lost Tribes.
1: Yeah, I mean, we did the, the Tribal series. Yep. And you have now the Lost Tribes, but again, they're lost for a reason. I mean, you really can't play them anymore. They're not part of the plot anymore.
0: I I disagree. I mean, they're they're absolutely still part of the plot. They're part of the plot, I agree, but... Their legend and their their accomplishments, I think, speak for themselves, the lessons you can learn from them, and, I mean, we'll talk about all that, but you can absolutely play, like, a period game.
1: If you're playing a period game, though, that is the bigger deal, because if you're not and you're playing, you know, a more modern game, they're lost for a reason.
0: They are, and I I think we are definitely going to be talking about those on a case-by-case basis, because, I mean, they're all very unique... In, in terms of what happened, you know, in their individual stories. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lessons to be learned from each tribe. And I think, you know, you, you don't want to cheapen those lessons by undoing them. Solid point.
1: What do you think, Lyric?
2: No, I agree. Uh, especially reading up on what we're going to be talking about today. That that was one of the first things that came to my mind was, you know, you couldn't really do these in modern times. You just
1: you just can't. Yeah, again, I, I think you said it perfectly, Porter, when you said it's you're, you're cheapening it. You cheapen the lessons. You cheapen the legend.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's, it, and it's funny because with this particular tribe, and we're talking the Croton today. <laughs> I think is, think maybe um, we
1: should have started there. Huh? <laughs> no. If, if they didn't read the title by
0: now. Well, who knows what idiot thing we put up on that title?
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: You know, turtle yeah. soup. Turtle uh, <laughs> soup. You know, fuck it. I mean, what nonsense we decide to title this? There's, there's no way. We I don't wrote know. down
1: turtle soup already. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're hearing Uncle Phil say it right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I know you too well, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to Croton. I was. And, tra- I was oh, go ahead.
2: I was trying to think of something witty, but I couldn't think of anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just can't get that bad off your shoulders. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to have a shell of a time. That's the important oh, thing.
1: Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's low-hanging fruit. Every time It's good. I'm happy about it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. Croton. Uh, you know, we actually, um, our most recent chronicle. Yes. Uh, Shadows and Tall Trees, that dealt with some of the legacy of the crown
1: Yeah. Again, you know, shouldn't have said it the way I did, but yeah, you're... They were still part of the plot. They weren't part of the game, though.
0: No, I, I get what you're saying, yeah.
1: Characters themselves, or even NPCs. Right. Croton still don't exist. The tribe is gone. Yes. It's now, I'm, I'm curious to hear this, or is this something I'm going to
2: have to wait for the uh, post-war to hear?
0: I, I think we'll probably talk about it a little bit, because it's, what, like two chronicles out? Yeah. Or at least a chronicle and a half. And No, uh, no
1: it's probably a couple more than that. <laughs> I mean it's our most recent game that just happened or finished right and I think we're about 4 or 5 chronicles in already so it, it's going to be a while it'll be a while so we'll, it, we'll do some mentioning of it
0: yeah it's but it's going to be at least another year and a half before we get to those in the postmortems
1: yes yeah as far as the postmortems yeah you won't hear the entire story until
0: yeah, so yeah, it'll yeah, be we'll, for a while yeah we'll talk a little bit about it but yeah we'll so, so
1: I got a lot of content to look forward to then on that yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of content coming.
0: In those postmortems, of course, that's uh, a Patreon reward. Tier 2. That's right. You know, they get the three tiers. The first tier being uh, you, you are eligible. Eligible. I mean, <laughs> we <laughs> have our monthly uh, movie night hangout. Yep. That uh, it's Patreon only. And then uh, you'll have access to at least my um, PlayStation and Steam. Yeah, and we're doing some gaming. Yep. I, I, I don't want to volunteer Danny's, but I'm assuming Danny's too.
1: You'll, I'll be there <laughs> when I can. How about that?
0: All right. You should probably throw your hat in the ring too. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Patrons.
1: We'll have it there for me too. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> oh no! Lyrics on your friends list. You're mad about it.
2: <laughs> I thought about throwing my name in there, but uh, no, we'll see. We'll see.
0: But so there you go. You know you get so you get access to us for uh, you know for video game and hangout purposes. Tier two, you get those postmortems which is that deep dive into the games that uh, Tom and Danny have played under me as a storyteller. And then the top tier, you join the NPC of the Month Club, where you get a personal write-up, or a write-up of one of my personal NPCs. Uh, you which have a is, lot, so... Yeah, we, we've got a ways to go with that, too.
1: Now, you're not getting every single one of them, because some of them are just throwaway characters, or just just a handful, just a fill-in. But there's some serious, like fleshed-out characters here thank you. The real people, <laughs> as close to real people as possible.
0: <laughs> well, it's you know again we we ring the bell here you know that say good enough is not good enough and that's important is to make your NPCs just as real as possible for for better immersion. You know, in case in point, the the one for uh, July we had the kinfolk Ted Collins. Yep, lyric do you, do you get those? I don't remember. Do I
2: get? Do I get the what? Uh, no, no, I do not. I do
0: not. Oh,
1: well, the NPC of the month.
0: Well, fucking happy no. man. Well, what are you waiting <laughs> for? I am, I am
1: tier two. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Shit. up there.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, those with Patreon. That's a great way to help support us, help keep the lights on, help, you know, new equipment, and then, hey, maybe someday soon we can, like, get paid. That'd be neat. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, maybe, but... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hope. It's not a reality right now. <laughs> but there are other ways to help without throwing money.
0: Exactly. You know, word of mouth, giving us those likes, those reviews... They're a massive deal.
1: It's such a big deal. We don't know why they're a big deal, but they're a big deal. And we appreciate the feedback at the very least. You know, like the five stars helps circulate those reviews and helps get us around to other people.
0: Yeah. Tell, tell your friends, have them tell their friends, you know, people who are even interested. This is a great place to send them. We'd love to have him. Have him join the Discord. You know, there's plenty of <laughs>
1: there's there's always <laughs> conversations going in the Discord.
0: Yeah, conversation, speculation. You know, uh, story
1: time. Give games a, are running constantly.
0: Yep. Yeah, point of fact, we also have Wednesday nights.
1: Oh, Wednesday nights! Those are so much fun.
0: Right, because uh, we have not done a good enough job with this. I got to no. do better. Uh, one of our Discord members, Hayes, has put together a game night every Wednesday. Now, this isn't werewolf. No, we have werewolf games that run out of the Discord. Right. But this is a weekly hangout. Yeah, um, stuff like you don't know Jacks or the Murder Trivia Man thing, yeah. and I don't know the names of any of these games. <laughs>
1: but they're fun I show play. up,
0: but I play. I play them. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> stuff like Quiplash and you know, just just stuff to have fun, let your hair down, hang out, get to know your fellow Discord members. Just uh, non-committal, show up if you can.
1: We've but it's our, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of good times, a lot of good laughs, and yeah, yeah we. We should have been pushing this for a little while now, Yeah, it's a
0: shame on us. We're doing it now, though. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's 8 p.m. every... 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. Every Wednesday night.
1: There you go. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much business.
0: Yeah. I'd like to add that in, though. You know?
1: Yeah. No. there you go. So, Patreon, reviews, likes, five stars, tell your friends,
0: Do share it. the love. Yep. You know, that's what it's all about. We love this game. We love talking about it. We love hanging out with you guys. Share that love. We can get people that maybe didn't know the game to fall in love with it. People who liked the game to fall in love. You know, it's, it's what we're about here.
1: Yep.
0: It's, yeah. like, it's, it's like a violent murder shapeshifter Woodstock. Okay. Peace, love, and frenzy, I guess. I don't know how this... <laughs> 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 you should have called the Chella book, that, man. <laughs> the,
2: the, three, <laughs> the three heads of a the triad
1: there. Yeah, it's right. Peace, love, and frenzy. There we go. Nice. <laughs>
0: Hecky Saxon Machine Guns, the Child of Gaia story.
1: Well done. Oh, well, so, yeah. well done. I want to do that. Right? <laughs> going to do that. He's, hey. he's got a new story written.
0: All right, hey, on next path. We're over here. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but that's that's that. As we can, I think we move on to the Crodon. Yeah. So, of course, there are, you know, the three Lost Tribes. And we're we're beginning with the Crodon. I, I chose them first because to me, they're the least interesting. I agree with you. Like I'm, I'm not talking shit on them.
1: No, that doesn't mean they're not cool, and they don't have a cool story to go to. But I think the other two have a cooler story, and that's kind of where I sit
0: with it too. L- uh, lyric,
2: I, I know I don't know why I feel this way. Like I couldn't explain it, but I feel like I enjoy the Croton more than the other two. Well, they each each one has its own different story, and the way that they are lost actually kind of varies dramatically like it's a it's a lesson in life, I wouldn't say for the world. there's also something I noticed looking into them is each each one of these uh lost tribes seems to be like an exemplar of some aspect of werewolf culture, like uh you know I was reading uh Croton's song, and I was like, huh, these guys are just like the bastion of this one aspect of werewolf um to like the the holding your ground kind of element, and then you're looking at like the white Howlers, and they're the just bastion of rage and fighting. And then, um, was it like the bunyip or the piece of the Umbra and, and, you know, getting along with all of nature? Like they, they're just like, what could have been? I mean, always
1: oh, right. If it's life lessons there.
0: No, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I, I think I agree slightly differently, which is a weird sentence, but hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of rambly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: it made and, a lot of sense.
0: But definitely. And I mean, I don't want to get ahead of us right now. I, I, I want to get ahead of ourselves. Because I just want to point out, because we we have people who maybe don't know, so I want to start with that.
1: Start with a little background. With, a little yeah, street. with their
0: training wheels, is that you know, as the Croton are, uh, we're considered the middle brother of the three Pure Ones tribes. You know, the Windigo, the Ectana, and the Croton. and they were the the level heads.
1: That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna, the level headed ones. They were kind of them to balance out the other two.
0: Yeah, like they they, they you know they chilled these guys out. They helped you know. It, it was <laughs> I I, I kind of looked at them as the Cyclops. Of like, the pure ones, time
1: because Cyclops is not a cool enough character. Right,
0: like he's just kind of oh
1: bald. oh. I thought you were referencing like the Grecian monster. No, like Cyclops is <laughs> in the X Men character. I mean, no, I, I I got it. Everyone yeah. like everyone knows who he is, and, and everyone. But he's the
0: leader, and that's cool.
1: Yeah, but like he can't.
0: He's kind of vanilla. <laughs>
1: he's, he's not only is he vanilla, he can't stand on his
0: own. Well, and see, I don't know. I I don't want to go there necessarily with the crow. But, I, you know, okay, fine. just, just yeah, kind of being at the middle ground... Holding like when, everything else together. Yeah, he's, he's the curtain Warrior baseline. And that's why, I think, to me, it was part of it, why, why I can... They're my least favorite of the three. And again, I'm not talking shit on them. But, like, for me, like, the Dreamtime, I'm more interested in that whole angle and, when like, that rabbit hole. Okay. And then I love the picks. The picks are just cool. <laughs> that's Oops. just me. So... I, I you see know, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not personal. It's just, it's just me. But... uh <laughs>
1: But, again, we're, we're going to have the different life lessons for the other two as well. Yeah, and
0: we'll get to those on the day. But, yeah, the the Croton, of course, sacrificed themselves to seal the Eater of Souls. And that's something we will talk about, because I got some shit on that, man. <laughs> <clears throat> but now, now that we got that basic done, right? is the Croton are, are long gone.
1: <laughs> and, and why they're gone, They yeah, the whole tribe sacrificed themselves to yep. stop the Apocalypse.
0: Basically, is how that would have broken down. But that's the.
1: Or at this point, prolong it.
0: That's the cereal box description. Uh-huh. So let's talk about Croton. Sure. Uh, Lyric, you want to take the lead? You want to head off? We can make Danny do it. It's up to you. Yeah, let's, let's have Danny go first. Danny, you're the man.
1: See, I, I didn't get far because you, you, Lyric, got. You know, you went into Croton song, correct? Yeah. Not and as much as I
2: would have liked to. Uh, life happens.
1: But, and, and yeah. Trust me, we all know that one. And. Yeah.
0: Porter, you went into why well, I I, uh, I got I went down the rabbit hole of past lives okay. because I knew you were going to focus twenty right, which and is really why I think is the is the best you start first it's yeah, because it's because yeah I starter info
1: starter info and I know so very little on Croton, other than what we've played in the game mm-hmm. and obviously we're playing the game and we're learning there but I mean, that's me personally and, and probably Tom, too. Like I don't have the kind of information and knowledge like you guys do who are constantly reading these books. So I'm learning it for the first time. Right. So W20, well, they- it wasn't a whole lot there, though. It was kind of what we just said. <laughs> it was pretty <there> <laughs> much W20 it.
2: has, um, it's got the same information in there as it does for the other tribes, though. Like uh, each, you know, when you go through the earlier section of the book, uh, was like around page 70 or so, where you have the breakdown of the tribes, it gives about the same the, the same spread, you know, like the full two pages, and it's, it seems general, but it's a good abbreviation of what's in Croantan Song.
1: Yeah, but like you just said, though, it's the abbreviation. It's the short version. Yeah. So, how, how to start with these guys?
0: Well, I guess we start with the totem, which was Turtle.
1: Okay, right. let's start there. Like the, uh, kind of like the level-headed, like down-to-earth Turtle.
0: Yeah, that of the ninja variety, <laughs> of the holding the world tree on his back style.
1: Nice. Thank you. Nice. And, like, as you are saying, <laughs> I, it, I can see it out. That's yeah, pretty cool. I, I was actually surprised to see that Turtle is uh, elements of Earth. Like, he,
2: they, they manifested earthquakes to break down human civilization through the use of Turtle.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I would, that wouldn't have been my go-to. But I know um, it didn't say specifically the Brood, but I know there's uh, Turtles associated with the Earth Burrowers. Yeah, I'm assuming in the Spirit Brood. Which was also also like mole or um, prairie dog would be included in that. I personally, I like the idea of. I, I, I hate to bring the reference in, but I don't. Is Avatar: The Last Airbender? Mm. How they kind of combine animals to that 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 world, with the the badger moles.
1: I haven't seen enough of it to know what the hell you're talking about. That is a shame. I That's know.
0: another thing you need to fix. It's a very good series, but <laughs>
2: you know what's interesting is like I of got that vibe from reading uh, Kerauton Song because it talks about how they would uh, they, they use their Powers with Turtle and the Earth to I, I guess dig
0: tunnels. Like move move the earth. See? Like Earthbenders. I, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a good show and you would enjoy it. Okay. I, I got a list of shit. I
1: mean I've seen a few, I just like it's not enough to to go
0: on. I clearly you, you see it's not enough because if it were enough you'd have been like, Oh yeah, I binge that shit. That was awesome. <laughs> That's how you know.
1: Get other shit to binge, man. I know, get to work. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, you know, you mentioned that there are other totems uh, that were revered by the Croton, which include, like, Thunderbird, the Corn Maiden, and Trout. And, I mean, these are... Trout's an interesting one. It it is, but, I mean, these aren't totems that are new. I mean, they're not spirits that are new. I mean, they've been... We've heard about them from the Ectana. We've heard about them from the Wendigo. You know, I mean, those spirits went somewhere.
1: Okay. Now, those spirits didn't really fuck off when Turtle fucked off, did he?
0: No, the corn,
1: her- corn woman is uh, was was actually a pretty interesting spirit.
2: she's uh, well, a daughter of both the weaver and Gaia. How does that happen?
0: i I refuse yeah. to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she because uh, she comes from South America right or, or Mesoamerica uh, there's, there's a whole migration storyline with all of this, but the people from uh, Mesoamerica and South America were migrating north and they brought corn with them to teach the kin folk. But not not to teach them, but that's just part of what they had. Diffusion of cultural, and the the corn, the the, the advent of corn changed the kin folks' from hunter gathering to being more sedentary. And so when they ran into uh, the spirits, because they went to the umber to see just what kind of spirit was empowering corn that would change their entire worldview. Huh. and so that's how they ran to her. Like she, I, I think the weaver element comes from just. Ordering human life around agriculture.
1: Like, it gives them more of a structure. Oh, it definitely does. I'm I'm seeing it as he's saying it, so yeah. Cool.
0: Now, the thing about the Groton, and I mean, this is true for not all of the Lost Tribes. Because this is isn't true for all the Lost Tribes. Just the Groton, then? No, it's it's true for the Bunyip, too.
1: Okay. So Um, two of the three.
0: Yeah, is that there isn't a lot of information out there. Okay. You know, there's, there's... Is it
1: done on purpose, though? It is. So... The, the information there is vague, but not vague enough? Or
0: Well, we talk about, we, we have before, about the idea that the Lost Tribes were not meant to be played. Right. You know, we, we talked about that era of White wolf the, the original days, where it's like, you can do whatever you want, but don't do this shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. And bringing back the Lost Tribes was on that dangerous don't list. So they never gave you the information to do it.
1: Okay.
0: And that started to change at the end of the run. And I think, and I, I, I can't, I don't know this. Can't prove it? No, I, I, this is purely irresponsible speculation. But <laughs> you
1: can admit it's irresponsible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I easily can re- admit it's irresponsible speculation. <laughs> is that near, is the line was coming to an end? They, they let up on it, uh, on that, that stance, because fuck it, it's the end. True. You know, it, it's not quite a let the baby have its bottle. But it's the, well, we're not going to be doing any more books anyway, so we might as well. It's fine.
1: So it's something, it's more content for us to go on.
0: Right. It's the, we're done with this, what do we care? <laughs> I think is probably the... <laughs> and what you got there is in in that there were the book Croton Song, which, again, Lyric uh, went through for his research. And I know, Danny, you hit 20 and I hit Past Lives, which is, you know, the other book they put near the end of the run that gave more info on those Lost Tribes, gifts, some rights, some uh-huh. fetishes. and you know, I know there's more of them in Crodin's Song, but they exist in both of those books. And then, obviously, with Werewolf 20, they changed their philosophy, and so you have the White Howler tribe book that is a thing, but it's only the White Howler tribe book. Now, so there's way more info on the White Howlers than there is anyone else.
1: <laughs> no. You know, okay, we'll, we'll discuss that on
0: the, the White Yeah, yeah episode, we, that can wait for the day.
1: There's a reason for that, yeah okay
0: yeah so the point is though is that the info is scarce and the three books i mentioned that we looked at is pretty much all that's written about these damn tribes which is nuts you know i mean once we get to the bunyip we're looking at past lives we're looking at rage australia
1: and that's it. and
0: that's about it holy crap
1: (laughs) rage australia i need to read well,
2: we'll get to it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Maybe it'll be here for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well,
2: it's got one of the coolest pieces of art I think I've ever seen in Werewolf. It's that uh, black spiral dancer holding that onion skull. Okay. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it, it looks super rad. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I hoping see. it's not fan art. I'm thinking of actually official art, but it, it looks super cool.
0: I, I think I think I can. I think I know you're the one you're talking about. It's Let's been almost since I opened the book, but I think. I I know the book is
1: right there, so <laughs> we'll probably open it up as soon as we're done here. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we'll flip through it after the show's over.
2: Um, <laughs> so... The thing with Croaton's song is that rather than being a tribe book, like, like you would want it to be, if you wanted to, it, you know, the title's kind of misleading. It's a um, it's a period piece book, so it discusses like the origin of the tribe and, and in a well, the three tribes really how they ended up in the Pure lands, w- which is a good place to start because they didn't they just go to the Pure lands because they didn't want to deal with the European guru or the Imperium or anything. I, th- I think it was Croaton. I can't re- I can't recall correctly, but uh, had a vision of this grandmother, a beautiful grandmother who was crying. And, you know, they approach her to see what's going on. And they get this prophecy of basically the worm in this pure land. And how Gaia's over there suffering, and she has no defenders. And that's what started the trek for the pure uh, the pure tribe werewolves to head over to North America.
0: That's interesting. Well, that's cool.
1: cool. I, know that. that's... I mean, it, it makes sense. Because... You know they they said they're what was I reading, I'm trying to remember which part. But like the Croton were the ones who were really getting that vision of like the, the triadic worm. They're the ones who were discovering the, the triadic worm.
0: Now that's interesting. Yeah, yeah they found the out
1: the worm, about but... uh, the
2: defiler worm. Uh, one one of them. It was it was one individual. One one. Ah, that's a lot of gibberish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was one, uh, one man's one guy Romans
2: one <laughs> garubans uh, they were working with this uh, human civilization called the mound builders uh which they, you know they kind of make up their own history for him for world of darkness but uh they they get into blood sacrifices and rituals and things and one of these crota he decides he's going to go into the umber to see just what's going on in there and he finds this worm spirit like like an actual serpent that is getting empowered by this right and pretends to be this human shaman to talk to him, and that's how they find out about the Defiler Worm and the Triadic. All they knew in America was the Beast of War. Because the Beast of War is just doing what it's doing. It has no reason to be clever. And that's where they get the prophecy that the Eater of Souls is going to kill Middle Brother.
0: You, you meant in um, Europe? You what? You meant in Europe? No. no this is in
2: North America. They, they, the prophecy for when they find out about the Defiler Worm and the Eater of Souls and stuff, that's when they're in North America already. But the initial prophecy that led them to North America, that's in Europe. Uh, not, not Europe, but like um, Eurasia.
0: Sure. I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> at that point, come on.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's the three, the three pure tribe werewolves cross over to North America, and the only other tribe to go with them is one member of the Stargazers.
0: It's going to be the one guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah, you know, what? That, I, I, I wouldn't bitch if it were a Strider. But I'm gonna bitch because it's a stargazer. Because cause it wasn't like, ooh, what's over there? I want to see. There was some bullshit high horse reason for it, and you know it, right? Oh, oh yeah, if yeah. His name
1: is was it like Crimson Vision?
2: Uh, where? Well,
1: if it was a Strider, this wouldn't be a problem.
2: No, no it it sorry, was right. Crescent, Crescent Vision is his name. Crescent Vision is his name. Ugh.
0: No, if it were a strategy, you would be like, well, I want to know what's over there, too, man.
1: <laughs> it would make sense. Hey, i got to leave here anyway. There's right, being followed.
0: Right? This is fucking the cast of uh, The Conjurings behind me. Let's get the bearing straight. Let's do it. Okay. But, no, it's got to be a stargazer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the <Is> con- <laughs> 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 of course it is. <laughs>
2: Just, <laughs> just like it's the uh, stargazer that follows zigzag into the
0: labyrinth. I can't hear you. I can't hear you when you're talking about a book I don't acknowledge. <laughs>
2: I was like, are you seriously not hearing me or are you blanking that out? Yeah, that's why, that's why I
0: did that second sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, no, <clears throat> I mean, we make jokes. Now, here's, here's something I'm curious about that is the timeline of all that. This is I wonder... Did the Croton go first, and then the the Octenna, and then the Windigo? And, and I ask because, and this isn't a Windigo show, but we talked about in the Windigo show that you know a pretty significant fucking event happened on that travel through the Bering Strait, which changed the Windigo tribe forever. The warriors? No, no, no. no it's it's definitely not that. No, the transition from them following Sasquatch to Windigo.
1: Oh, jeez, okay.
0: Pretty safe bet they weren't still called the Windigo when they followed Sasquatch. I can't, we we can't prove it.
1: Right, you know.
0: But I think Sasquatch would be, no wonder Sasquatch left.
1: Okay. (laughs) You
0: don't even know my name? Fuck it, I'm out of here. But, but so like, I wonder how that, that timeline gels. Again, it's not the Wendigo show. Right. But it seems a little curious that that would go on if they were all traveling together.
1: I could almost see it as in, I don't know, it's, it's hard.
0: I mean, we're just we're just talking here. I mean, and there's going to be a lot of just talking because there's not
1: not a whole lot of info. So yeah, not that much uh, info. Is, it's speculation.
0: Yep, and I think it's also a good. I hey, probably should have done it earlier, but it's worth repeating. And I mean, we said it the The uh, we said in the Wendigo one. I'm not sure if we did it with Octana. Is that probably we're not, not we're not discussing anything real world related.
1: No, this is the fictional tribe of fictional werewolves fictional a fi- yeah of a fictional tribe in the fictional werewolf game
0: and any similarities between any real world tribes or nations or civilizations are purely coincidental and none of our business
1: <laughs> none of our business <laughs> we're not here to talk about that
0: and not gonna yeah so I I just I suspect because I mean obviously there are real real world tribes tied to the various
1: I mean they get their information from somewhere right
0: but I'm just there you go guys put a hat on it we're not doing it moving on yeah because yeah yeah that's enough yeah (laughs) we're good but yeah i'm I'm curious about the timing on that uh do you have any insight or any thoughts on that lyric i do so the three
2: tribes they set off around the same time it's during this time of travel that wendigo or sasquatch turns into wendigo allegedly the well the final battle to reach the new lands uh, was apparently so painful that it froze his heart
0: allegedly Allegedly. Well, according to Groton's song,
2: it's the same spirit who underwent a transformation.
0: And and there's a version of that in the Wendigo book that says it's the same spirit who, like so many Pokemon, <laughs> evolved into something different. <laughs> but there are other legends, too. Yeah, I was
1: say, there's the other legend of them finding Wendigo.
0: It's shrouded in speculation. And I, I only bring that up because I think the alternative is far more interesting and you can tell, because well, I just did a, a Pokemon analogy.
2: <laughs> what if it was always Wendigo, and oh. there was never
1: a Sasquatch?
0: Well, I mean, that's entirely possible.
1: Again, you're, you're speculating, the, but go, go on. It's
0: just what we're doing. Yeah.
1: Lyric, tell me, what if?
0: He's like, Rook, man, I just posed the question, all right? <laughs> it's my second day.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a what if. I, I, don't, I don't suppose it changes too much. I, I guess the, the Wendigo are just always angry.
0: See, I, I love that idea, and I talked about it before, and I don't care. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> you know, if I recall correctly, let's take a step back, the, the gist of the version that was in the Wendigo book was that they're crossing the Barren Strait, and it's cold and shitty and sucks, and that doesn't surprise anybody. And Sasquatch's favorite child died. And so Sasquatch had a moment and became Wendigo.
1: Had a moment, that's what we're calling That's it. what we're
0: going to call it. <laughs> There was a weather-based kerfuffle, and Sasquatch becomes it you know, evolves, and uses the frost stone and becomes Wendigo. <laughs> now that again, this is this is the super cliff's notes, the gist of it, right?
2: So it doesn't it doesn't say like what it was that made it happen, just that the final battle of traversing to the new world was such that it, it broke them. I don't know if they're referencing like Crescent Vision's death or not.
0: See, and I don't know because I, I I don't know Crescent. Crescent Fresh is until you brought it up. A,
1: he's that fancy No, no, I know
0: that now, but I didn't know that 10 minutes ago. Or probably 20, because we, we talk a French. lot.
2: <laughs> but. All right, so, getting back with the uh, migration. So the three sure. tribes, they agreed to set off to North America with this one stargazer in toe, Now, they made him go through uh, trials to prove that he was worth coming with them. Because it's, let's not pretend like the pure tribes aren't uh, exclusionists. Oh, yeah. And um what are you talking yeah, about? So they they get on. to North America and they find the open wildlands, they find, you know, wolf kinfolk, or or not even kinfolk, but just wolves that are stronger and hardier than they are in Europe. They find humans that are more trusting. Like the, these are humans who suffer from a lesson delirium. Like I think it goes up four steps on the mechanical chart to uh, controlled fear, I think is the minimum that the kinfolk of the pure tribes have. Uh, at least until the Europeans show up, the Worm Wormcomers. worm-comers. worm-comers. But, uh, yeah, they travel to America, and they find, you know, these unspoiled lands. The Worms minions, the majority of the minions are still in the south. They haven't made their way up north yet. And they decide uh, they're going to set up a cairn. They're going to send a moon bridge back over to, uh, I guess it's Asia, actually. Russia. Uh, well, modern-day Russia, right?
0: Sure.
2: And uh, send a moon bridge back over and bring the rest of the, the tribe with them, right? And so they open this moon bridge, send their delegation off, the delegation doesn't return, and they end up having to go and give them backup because uh, this crow spirit lets them know that they're fighting a massive battle, and that the worm is there. And that's where Crescent Vision sacrifice comes in, is he's the one, because he got special powers from Luna to see the pathways that other werewolves cannot see. It was part of his trial. Like, he had to be able to prove that he could find the way to North America without the aid of spirits without talking to spirits, and Luna was like, "Uh, I'm going to give you special eyes, and where it twinkles, you're going to see. It's not quite like that, but you get the (laughs) idea.
0: So they're back (laughs) on this moon bridge, they're looking for for, uh,
2: their missing comrades, and you hear the sounds of battle, and there's a fight going on and blood being shed, but they can't see them, and it's Crescent Vision who sees this uh, shimmer, and realizes that it's a mirror of silver that was put up by a bane, and so he decides to throw his whole body into it. The thing shatters and kills him. Like he, he takes these grievous wounds from this broken silver mirror, but the rest of the uh, pure tribes are able to go in there and clean things up. And I'm thinking it's this, this battle, like this sacrifice, that is what froze Wendigo's heart. Because it, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't explicitly say what did it, but this is the final battle before they get over. And then once they end up back in North America, they decide to seal off the cairn and block off the rest of Eurasia from the pure lands, just to, to keep the worm from coming from that direction as
1: well. So, they, they're, they're, hold on. They're, well, they're poor has got some yeah.
0: questions here. Yeah, poor has got his hand raised. This is allegedly all taking place while they're crossing the Bering Strait?
2: Uh, so they do some back and forth. Like, they come over, they meet their new folk, disperse a little bit, and then come back. How and many, they send, like, a delegation over, build their cairn, and, and they're waiting for word from them, and uh-huh. it's quite some time before they come back.
0: How many hundreds of years are we fucking talking about here? They do well, not say I, 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 uh, you know, all oh, history, you.
2: it could be 20 years, it could be 200 years.
0: I mean, the very Strait wasn't like a mile and a half long. <laughs> and and we know the rules on the right of the open bridge. You, you can't just decide to open a moon bridge and have that work and link two cairns. That is a right that has to take place at two cairns at the same fucking time. How do you coordinate that? Uh, crow spirit. I'll accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're not happy about it. I'm not happy <laughs> that you just had that answer in the chamber. <laughs> but fine. No, that's I. I it's, it's
1: actually it. And then I look at uh, silver
0: mirror in that era.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh. a mirror is just a, a is just a that, black that, piece that, of glass with that's painted
0: silver and polished. I, I'm just.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll. Yeah,
2: Crescent Vision felt a chill, and knew that the t- the time so long ago prophesized had come. He shifted to battle form, threw himself at the place where he had seen the glimmer of light. Luna's way of alerting him to the glade. He burst through into the glade, but only by shattering the mysterious mirror that had been placed there to reflect back the image of the moon path hiding the true glade. A mirror of silver. Its shards sliced through him, and he fell to the ground, bleeding his life into the soil of the glade.
0: Who's who's the bane who made this? I. Just, I... <laughs> I have questions. And, like, it's, uh, I, and be clear, I'm not questioning that you read that, okay? Because clearly you did. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm questioning the story. Which, to be fair, the oral tradition of the nation could be horseshit in the first place. Right. But, so, hooray. But then but, we just
1: go back to, look, there's not a whole lot of information on the Croaton, and all of it, most of it, is very vague. And probably So this
2: is this is after the land bridge, though. So, like, this is
1: after the land bridge
2: is
0: closed. But see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, And that was part of my question. Is this is happening while they're traversing this land bridge? Why do you need a guy and just go left?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, so they, they
0: cross the land bridge. Go where the bridge there's not water. The land, they're there long
2: enough for the land bridge to seal up, and they decide to send people back to get the rest of their tribe. Just
1: to, fast, to, to go to the moon bridge because it was faster?
0: Which which you have... Do well, you probably know? because
1: the ocean exists.
0: There's that part. Okay, there you go. You know, but did the crow spirit and the coordinating, it's, it's a little sus to me still, but, I mean, there's, that's there, an answer, and it's more than I expected.
2: Well, if you'd like a better answer, we could say that, um, this is not in the book, but, but we could say that they've been in communication the entire time, since they knew that there are still people left over in Eurasia. Like, I'm who's just, to say they didn't establish a care as soon as they got there, and then did some back and forth?
0: Well, I mean, just, that's my point, is like, how long is this, is this supposedly taking? Because of the sheer distance. You can argue with you know uh, some spirit facilitation does seem reasonable, but you know, I'm pointing out that you know, like linking two cairns is not as easy as cause I wanna. Yeah. And the idea of back in that time, coordinating that right, literally a continent apart, <laughs> sounds like bullshit to me.
2: Well, you could do like that ritual of invasion, just siege your
1: own cairn. I don't recommend
0: that. No, uh, yeah, oh. but either way, I mean, that's, that's what the legend says. Okay, and there we go so.
1: legends. Because, again, being vague, it gives your storytellers license to embellish.
0: I think it's my favorite version when they don't give you the entire story, but they give you enough that you can read between the lines and figure out what probably happened.
1: Right. Because mm. then
0: you can get, like, a solid answer by reading between the lines, but you still have wiggle room to fuck with it as you need to.
1: Yes. And to me, there's a fine line because I like having the information. I like knowing the answer. But sometimes you, you got to give that wiggle room for the, the storyteller. You got to give him that creative license.
0: And, you know, by by making that wiggle room, you can allow him to create something that doesn't necessarily spit in the face of the canon. There you go. Savage Age? Exactly. There you go. They tell me, wait a minute. No, no, you're absolutely right. Exactly right, right yeah. That's before any of this shit happened, man. You don't know. They got it wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Prove it's not true. Exactly. (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) But I I, I go back to the Wendigo thing for a second, you know, because it, it struck me as odd that that migration to North America is when that happened.
1: Okay.
0: So if they were all together, it seems less likely to me that Sasquatch would have hit this despair when being surrounded by... You know, Middle and, you know, the All other brothers, and, like, everybody, ones. you know. But I've always liked that idea. And I know we've there's at least two versions of Sasquatch evolving into Wendigo. I really like that idea that Sasquatch and Wendigo had nothing to do with each other. And Wendigo just preyed on the weakness and shitty situation oh. that the tribe was in to kind of take over.
2: Yeah, I might do you, uh, what, differently. So what's, what's like, the three aspects of werewolves? You've got their spiritual nature, right? You've got your gnosis. You've got your Rage, and then you've got your Willpower, right? Sure. Now, you look at the Pure Tribes. So, the Croaton are your Willpower. Steadfast, stubborn as shit. Your Utena.
0: Absolutely, your Your, your Bane
2: Tenders, they work with their Umbra stuff, the, you know, the more mystical side of them. And then the Wendigo are the Rage.
0: I mean, that's a, it's a great way to look at it, actually. Uh, but I'm just... That just the, blew my mind a little that's bit. That's the thing. <laughs> you no, know, that was really good. Is that I'm speculating that you know, the Wendigo, the Wendigo the Spirit... You know, again, it's just speculation. It's not even the Wendigo show. So, like, I'm going to say this and just have to shut up about it, I promise. That's fine. For a bit. We're doing fine. <laughs> um, okay, cool. <laughs> Is that, you know, the idea that Sasquatch, you know, they're, they're crossing the land, you know, and it's, it's cold and it's shitty and, like, there's no food and they're being attacked by what manner of worm minion or who the fuck knows yeah, what, you know. And or... Yeah. And just, like, they're dying and they're starving and they're getting murdered and... Like, we're at the halfway point, so it doesn't matter what we do. We might yeah. as well just go on. We're fucked yeah. anyway. <laughs> You're going
1: to turn back and... and like,
0: you know, like and people are getting pissed at Sasquatch because Sasquatch is there. Going, no, we're going to keep, gonna keep going. There's going to be a land where they'll make imprints on my feet forever. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and, you know, people are getting pissed. And then you have Wendigo show up. This bitter cannibal spirit of frost and vengeance, right?
1: Uh-huh. Who's like,
0: hey. Fuck that guy, you're right. I got food. I'll make sure you don't starve. I'll protect you from the chill. I will make you strong where currently you are weak. Just pledge your loyalty to me over that fool Sasquatch. And like maybe even convinces them to kill Sasquatch. Damn it, you! The creepiness coming from your
1: fucking eyes when you're looking at me saying that shit.
0: Ring the bell, motherfucker. I know!
1: I'm impressed! It doesn't mean I'm mad at you!
0: You know, and maybe when not we even convince them to turn on Sasquatch, kill and eat Sasquatch? Possibly. I, I just, I think it's a more interesting story if there's something...
1: Yeah, but if that's the case, how do you go along with the Bering Strait and the opening of the Cairn? How do you... They're not it related.
0: <laughs> just,
1: right, i was it, It's just reaching. the era,
0: and it was, you know... I I wanted to know the timeline on that that travel, because if they're all going at the same time, how does that, that kind of gets in the way of the transition of the the Sasquatch to the Wendigo. Okay. And to me... like
2: All it it says is that the final travel back to, or the final travels for the Pure Lands is the tragedy that broke him. Like I said, the only thing I could think of would be the sacrifice of Crimson Vision, the Crescent Vision.
0: But like, you know, Crescent Twilight Eyes is just a stargazer. So what the fuck does Sasquatch care?
2: Crescent vision, yeah. I, I don't
1: know. I don't have answers. Well, I, I don't
2: know. He's important or say. He's got eye <laughs> gifts from the moon. He's got to be somewhat special.
1: <laughs> well, uh, oh
2: man, I got
0: nothing. I'm just, I'm, and again, this is all speculation. We don't have the answer. No, it's Twilight just like, film. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why Sasquatch gives a shit about uh, Twilight Eyes. <laughs>
1: Crescent, crimson, Twilight Crescent Eyes. Crescent, sparkle
0: eyes. Sure. I'm not. I'm intentionally not getting his name right, and I'm not going to change this because <laughs> he's not a
1: Crodin or a beer one. Okay, he did not even
0: belong there. He's just a fucking stargazer who meddled. He's not even the decency to be a silent strider.
1: <laughs> if it was
2: a strider, he, be he a had person. a prophecy. He, he was self-important big. enough that he got <laughs> to come. Self-important, <laughs> enough.
0: but like, not so important that he didn't have to keep proving himself, and that's kind of funny to me. That I'm down with. <laughs>
2: Alright. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he had thought deeply on all the dreams that all the Guru had received from Gaia, and had sought the wisdom of his tribe's totem, Chimera, who reigned over dreams. And from this mysterious being, he received a vision, where a land of plenty awaited him, but the vision warned that his journey would cost him his life.
1: So he knew that going in, then. Which is... Eh, Snowball. Yeah, see? I
2: I I mean, like, why didn't he just throw, like, a spear... At the mirror, though, like, did he have to die? Or is it one of those things where he's just like, Ah, oh, God, Chimera said I'm fucked, so here we go. Well, here's one for you. That's what I was
0: thinking. Why don't you just draw him a fucking map and see how will hit the moon bridge once you guys land? <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Dude, I
1: don't think it works that way.
2: <laughs> I think he was the one who told him to seal it off, too, actually.
0: See? <laughs> this fucking guy
1: so he knew. he whispered
2: to them one final wisdom I have stood upon the grass of the pier lands and am whole do this one thing for me as my final wish close the moon bitch behind me so that none may follow you again into this land for the thing that wrought this clever trap is a creature of guile and defilement far more cunning than any aspect of the worm you have known close the gate so that it cannot come to the new
0: lands you know what it was you know why it wasn't a strider no tell me because he likely would have had owls a totem and just would have flown away yeah just gone in the umber just yeah. gone across I
1: got this don't worry about it right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Never follow a stargazer, ladies and gentlemen
1: You heard it here first Every
2: every story needs a self-important stargazer Disagree
0: (laughs) Uh, Not
1: every story Not saying they're not important I'm just disagreeing that every story needs one
0: (laughs) I I don't know why the stargazers are taking such a beating today (laughs) I don't even dislike the Star <laughs> no, I was
1: just say, you don't...
0: like I like the Star yeah. I'm just
1: they're not one of your least favorites.
0: It's it's their turn, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh,
1: that works.
2: <laughs> it's because they're Buddhists.
0: No, no. Don't like, <laughs> don't put ideas <laughs> in people's heads. God damn probably we're gonna be festooned with complaints now because you suggested that. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: Alright, so, <laughs> should we go into the, uh, the sacrificing of the tribe themselves? Not yet. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, I, I think what's important to cover is the Mound Builders segment. Mostly because it, uh,
2: like, it gets an entire section in their history. See, when the, when the pure tribes showed up in North America, it gave the worm spirits pause so they didn't push north. So the thing that ended up coming north was the Mound Builders. Uh, which were the people who brought the corn with them and invented the calendar. And so they were big worshippers of the Weaver. But maybe with, I don't really think they knew what the Weaver was, but the Weaver gave them power with the calendar because it let them order time itself. And so with their arrival, the Gauntlet thickens. Like, the structures they built thickens the Gauntlet. The, the Pure Lands, before they showed up, people could just wander into the spirit wilds. Spirits from the Umbra could cross over into the physical. Like you get your fairy tales of humans marrying animals. Like That kind of stuff happens because of how open it was then it's not until the mound builders show up with their weaver tech that the goblet starts to thicken. And the mound builders are also the ones that worship the sun. So that's where the whole sun worship from the Kralaton come in.
0: Okay. Oh. Huh. Yeah, mean, so I, they I get in with they these they people. Have, the the yeah.
2: Kralaton wanting to, I don't want to say get along, but that's pretty much what it is uh, with this new civilization and, and work with them partially because they're enamored by uh, the corn woman. Huh. I mean,
1: I, I get I, like the ties with Helios and stuff, but it's kind of crazy.
2: So it starts the separation with that
1: is, um, you
2: know, Luna gets involved. And he wants them to uh, remember, you know, where they should be. Like, they shouldn't be hunting during the daylight, they should be hunting at night. Luna's more important. So they start to shy away from the uh, sun spirit, or from the Helios worship, and this upsets the the mound builders, who had a series of issues. One, the blood sacrifices. Um, oh, they realize oh. there's power in blood. So they're, they're harvesting sacrifice on the altars, right? And and this is where the uh, carving of people's hearts comes from, because that has the most concentration of blood, and that's what the spirits want. And it's this worm spirit that's sitting at the bottom of this pyramid that's just enjoying it. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this also attracts, uh, the like, I think the first vampire that's in that area, which isn't covered in this story. I I guess he has his own story somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, this, this civilization's getting pretty bad. And it's the other werewolves who are like, hey, guys, maybe you should put a lid on this. And this is where you get the Croaton that starts investigating the spirit, or the, the Umbra, during these rituals. Like, he disguises himself as a human shaman. Goes with them while they're bringing these um, indentured individuals up to the top of this pyramid to, you know, carve their blood out. Goes into the Umbra, and that's where he has this communication with the serpent, which gives them the prophecy about uh, Defiler Worm. Okay,
1: so now we're starting to bridge those gaps a little bit.
0: A little bit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting the, how, how that history all breaks down. And it also deals with the conflicting reports of the pure lands, because oh, okay. you know the idea that you know all the pure lands, you know the, there was no gauntlet, everything was peaceful and uh, great. And there's the version that things were peaceful and great because the pure one showed up. <laughs> and then there's the version well, like, that, that they, they showed up and like, what the what, what the fuck? Why are we doing human sacrifices? Why why are there beings at the bottom of this blood pyramid? <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing here? <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, well, it was, a,
2: it was a thing that happened because they chose to ignore it because they wanted to, like, they, they weren't good with these people, so they didn't see what was right under their noses.
0: Well, and, also- and then the
2: Defiler Worm is a different, so, like, to to really, like, set the stage, right, the Triadic Worm entity that was really raging in the Pure Lands that Gaia had summoned them to come and help with, because it was Gaia who summoned them. It was the beast of war. And what does the beast of war do? He, just, he rages and he smashes things, and he's basically the wild variant of the triadic worm. It's very, very cut and dry, and what are the guru good at? They're hitting things. You know, they don't usually deal with the cunning aspects of the worm. And so this, this serpent thing is part of the Defiler's brood, or the Eater of Souls brood. It's like the upper echelon of worm spirits. It's not. It's not so simple as like, oh, here's the worm, and they should have smashed it. Is here's this worm that's working its way up through human civilization, and is finding a way to snake
1: its way in.
0: We we have the luxury of having these books to read. I'm talking from the Garo <laughs> perspective, boots on the ground. <clears throat> you know, when uh, the Shadow Lords show up,
1: and they see the blood rituals,
0: right? And they see the blood rituals and the baits at the bottom of pyramids. <laughs> they go, "What the fuck have you guys been doing all day?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, that's the difference between us having the, the luxury of all the extra information and being there on the day. Well, here's
2: what the Croton do about that, is they get Turtle, and they earthquake the absolute shit out of the area until the civilization is largely gone.
0: Well, not enough, because then we wouldn't have the War of Rage too. but... <laughs> 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 so maybe they didn't do that great of a job, but, I, you know, I'm, of course, willing to believe they did what they could.
1: Sure, but not enough. Well,
0: again, because if there was enough, there would be a second War of Rage. Shadow up. Blah, blah, blah. everything looks legit here, alright. <laughs>
2: well, was the town around for the second War of Rage, or is that after them? Second War of Rage is, is what what time period is that? Is that during the Conquistadors, or is that Wild West?
0: That's oh, it's Conquistadors.
2: Okay. So many timelines. I know. And, and you want them all to match. <laughs> you want <laughs> them all to right? line up. <laughs> Well no see I like that the uh information is different though. Because what's it, uh, the story you get from the Wendigo and the Uctenna is everything was fine until the wormcomers showed up and fucked everything up.
0: Right, everything was but, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's it's not actually idyllic. Like it's not like the worm wasn't there, but it was just it was a worm that could handle. Right. And it was the the more cunning and uh you know, like the the, the filer worms elements is what came with the wormcomers.
0: But at the same time you mentioned the Beast of War having a presence there in North America Which, again, was the thing I questioned earlier. It just seemed odd to me that the Beast of War would have chosen that era, North America in that era. You know, that seems more of a European theater would be more the Beast of War style at that time.
1: Just because of the amount of influence there? Well, you know, I
0: mean, we weren't there. Right. That's why it's speculation. Yeah, there weren't a whole fuck of a lot going on. Okay. We can go over to Europe, though and you know eurasia in fact we can we can from the crusades the boxer rebellion the, i mean we could just go through history and point out war <laughs> that one and murder
2: and that one and like that's
0: all beast of war chow
2: okay well a piece like, of war is going to be like war is a thing that i think is pretty ingrained in humanity true and so even in north america like the you just you don't i want to how do I, how do i word this Probably the carefully. the worm elements of North America during the pure tribe times, like we're talking like ten thousand BC, right? Sure. Or like eleven thousand, like last glacial maximum, like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe edit that last part out because I'm not sure if that's scientifically accurate. But um, <laughs> before I run my mouth and Grant jumps me, don't <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. Yeah, time.
0: we totally won't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, you know, like this, this is a time period where humans are still like, largely hunter gatherer. They haven't really set up agriculture. Acorn woman's not necessarily a thing in that area. And so they're still fighting for resources, you know? You still have tribal conflicts. It's, it's not like they've built whole civilizations and they've got whole empires just yet. It's just this raging against the natural order.
0: I, I, like, see, I, think,
2: oh. I think Beast of War is there because it's a lack of sophistication. Where you see the defiler worm show up is with uh, colonialism.
0: I, you know, I don't, uh, I, I see where you're coming from. I I just, I would have thought that the Beast of War would have gravitated more to the other side of the planet.
1: You you both have good points, and either one could possibly be correct. Again, we don't know. Well, I
0: mean, there's there's what the book says. So there you go. You know, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying I'm surprised. That's fair. And especially with how this story ends. Like, we're talking about the Defiling Worm and the Beast of War a lot Uh for a story that ultimately does not involve them. (laughs)
2: Oh, that's the part that I found uh, actually really interesting. Go on. I would have thought the Beast of War would be their big arch nemesis, but then have the Eater of Souls come up, and that's the thing they sacrifice them to.
0: Well, it's well, the thing is, you know, they're, 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 for those of you who don't know how the story ends, <laughs> <laughs> it does end with the Eater of Souls and the manifestation of the Eater of Souls in the realm. So
1: it just got so strong that it's. Oh, I need it to it manifested,
0: it materialized, it crossed the fucking gauntlet. It <laughs> was here. <laughs>
1: Now, again, we're going to speculation, like, is it because the gauntlet just wasn't strong enough, or... No, it didn't... was that powerful. Yeah, this is, this it's, is it's part a... of the triad of yeah, worm, I mean, dude. I, you didn't let me finish, but yes, that's what I was going to say. Right.
0: My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it looks bad, too, damn it. I, I know, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: fine. You, no, you're, but you're right. That is should be the answer.
0: Yeah, this is god-tier shit.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I
2: would almost... Uh, actually, you know what? I will say this. If the Croton hadn't done what they did, it probably would have been the apocalypse at that time. And it's neat when you look at the history of agree. apocalypse. Yeah, um, I mean, well, that's it, what, there's, least... there's many elements or there's many points in time where any of these situations could have been apocalyptic, and the Guru made the sacrifice to put it down, like the uh, Storm Eater.
0: Storm Eater is a, a good example. I actually, um, I had a thought the the uh, earlier today I was compiling my research involving the potential future in terms of Werewolf Five or a particular board game that we've heard about. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, re- remind me of this when we get into my segment. Okay. Don't let me... I didn't write it down. It, just, it was a thought that occurred to me. Okay. So please do not let me forget. You guys are going to love it or hate it.
1: <laughs> Either way, it's going to go on the bus let's,
0: let's
2: go right to your segment, because you know the whole uh, the whole sacrifice area. We can? Sure. I mean, we might as well yeah.
0: get to that, because there's plenty of discussion, yeah. you know... Uh, the
1: sacrifice area. Yeah. You know. I'm curious, because it says, like, it, this, the this, the tribe sacrificed themselves. Yes. Now, is it more of the, the heads of the tribe, like the stronger ones decided this? Well, well look. Because well, you it, can't just say, like, hundreds of people all agreed, we're all doing it. Because that includes so, kin. It, it, it doesn't.
0: Okay. But you can. Now, unless Lyric is going to chime in with other information. <laughs> Which... I hope. It'd be neat if, you know, if you got it, neat. A- again, we talk about how there's not a lot written. There's right. not a lot that we, quote, know. Uh-huh. It's likely a mood was held with the whole of the tribe to here's their problem. This is what we have decided to do and we've got to do it. The end. I mean, that's about what I think. It's It's been noted that the Croton were pretty fucking stubborn. That once <laughs> they made their mind up,
1: there was no that was
0: the that. end. Yeah.
1: So, if that's the case, it, that's going to take some serious convincing to just sacrifice an entire tribe to do this. This is what we need to do.
0: Oh, the head of the triadic worm is in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, not Cleveland. We know where, but that's not... I just, know what you mean, yes. Look, <laughs> like I picked a place, all right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't near home.
0: No, got, nowhere near where. <laughs> got it. Oops. <laughs> it's fine. Goofy's hard, man. I, I know. No, you know, nowhere near you know nowhere near Roanoke County. But I actually lived nearby that. Oh shit. Yeah. Like for a little while. So that was neat. Oh
1: cool.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not the point. It actually makes it worse that I picked Cleveland. I
1: was gonna say, <laughs> if you were there who's the dumbass now.
0: Right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the hit on that one. Shit.
1: Hey, any chance I get. It.
0: Right? Don't blame you. <laughs> So, you know, I, I would imagine that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that meeting. Like, this is this is where we are. Past life, the past life book. Uh-huh. It, it's a, it's a chronicle. You know, it's it's a it's a fuck. It's a book game. Well,
1: it's a book. It's a game, game. Which is
0: book. weird. Yeah, which wasn't what I thought it was going to be when I bought it back in the day.
1: Oh, I'm pretty bummed out. About I, that. I was a
0: little pissed <laughs> because I don't generally like those. Like, I'll make up my own game. Thank you. That's
2: is that is that like shattered dreams.
0: It's like Shattered Dreams, it's like the Valkenberg Foundation, Rage Across New York. Yeah. You don't have to write, we've done it for you.
1: Uh, I, I get it, no, I get I it. don't I get like
0: it. them. There's but... there's ideas to pull from them, for sure. Sure, yeah. I just, I don't like... Yeah. It's a personal preference. It's fine. You want to run it, that's no shame. But, if I recall correctly, on the day when it was being advertised back then, uh-huh. in Mention... Oh, that's what it was gonna be.
1: Maybe that's why you were a little bummed out. Well, that's that is why I was a little
0: bummed out. I expected a book detailing ancestor spirits and yeah, those lost tribes, and like I expected something very different. But in that book It still can give you some information, it, it, right? It gives you some. You know, it, it, it goes to three very specific points in history. And it happens to be the Fall of the Hollers, the War of Tears oh, of course. Okay. and the battle with the battle against the Eater of Souls.
1: Oh, so the moment in time. Yes. Wow. Okay.
0: You're there on the day. Shit. <laughs> Which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, is I, I have information, but then there's what I have and what I don't have.
1: And what, you can speculate?
0: There's, I mean, speculate I not anything. <laughs> 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 you know, I don't know how that meeting went. I know that the decision was made. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I know how it went down. Okay. Um I, I've I've even got a description of the Eater of Souls.
1: Oh they do a description in They do
0: a description of the Eater of Souls. And then they mention that it can look it can manifest whoever the fuck it wants to. But they give you a description of the Eater of Souls. So you can change the shit if you want, it's totally fine.
1: Okay. Now is the description they're giving is who is it coming from the eyes of?
0: I mean it's it's not it's not in character. It's information.
1: Oh. Okay. Okay, bummer.
0: <laughs> you know, it's uh, this huge, hideous, terrifying thing. It, it's this tremendous bulk of purplish-black flesh that oozes with separations. It, it doesn't have eyes. Only tremendous grinding teeth that shift position in its jawless, amorphous gums, like an unending rock slide. That's a direct quote. <laughs> Holy shit. It, it's not, you know, like what you'd expect. Uh, this is this bloated monstrosity. It's that it, it's muscular. So it, weird. It, it's like this, like the stomach. It, 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 it tracks like the stomach of a starving man. Like even is another truckload of matter is pulverized and swallowed. Mater- what the hell? Materialized veins crawl in its bulk, taking to the air whenever it spasms to dislodge them. It thrashes across the ground one way or another, catching up whatever comes closest and devouring it. <sighs> I mean that's just one. Ugh. Yeah, I mean I took some quotes here because there's some meat shit. Yeah. You know I mean, and it does it touches down on the ritual proper,
1: okay, so the ritual they performed to banish yes, eater of souls
0: Got it, it. yeah, uh, like it like it involves wave after wave of Garu, right, like they're all singing this particular song, this like darge of glory, and like group by group they they attack the eater of souls, huh, like I mean, just picture this this fucking this bulwark of you know of Garu just in waves. And like five at a time, these five are singing this song and rushing the thing, and they get devoured. And then the next five pick up the song right where it was left off and fight till they're devoured, and so on and so forth, until fucking nothing is left. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> That's so uh, noble. Um,
0: I don't know. It, it's the Guru way. I mean, it definitely is. And it, it, it's, it's absolutely noble sacrificing themselves to the last to save everything. That's what it's all about.
1: Because this would have been the apocalypse. Hands down. I mean, there are several... There
0: have um, been a lot of points, maybe, but I don't think any time has ever come closer. In fact, I will say it's never been closer.
1: This is the closest it's been.
0: We've never had another aspect of the triadic worm just fucking show up, right? (sighs) Okay, yeah. I mean, it kind of puts the pin in it, right?
1: Pretty fucking close. It it
0: wins the crown. (laughs) Devour Murder God was here.
1: (laughs) Devour Murder God. Okay, got it. (laughs) But they do beat it.
0: They do beat it. Um, It's a hell of a ritual, though. Oh, it definitely is. You know, um, they they talk about how the Crodon who don't sing uh, still remain close, um, waiting their turn. Like, it it really is. Next, next, next. Fuck. Um, A a few of them uh, are performing some sort of ritual. Alright? And it's led by a powerful uh, Krinos, blood-smeared glyphs across his coat. And it, it mentions specifically here, right, is that anyone who uh, pays attention, right, can recognize this right. it's one empowered by sacrificing an entire tribe, but it's like a more powerful kind of variant version of uh, like of the right of undying pursuit huh. is what this right is. You know, in each croton they surrender. That's what they're doing. They're surrendering themselves to the Eater of Souls, who at that point devours their body twice, both in body and spirit. Now, the right, okay. The right itself.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah, I I, I went to go cross reference the right.
1: So they even give you the name of the right.
0: Well, they said it. You know, it's a, it's a powerful. It's a right of the undying pursuit.
1: You said so that. I'm sorry. So
0: I look it up, and you know, so first thing I do is I go to twenty. Oh, it's oh. not in twenty. Right. Of course. Of course not. I go. Well, maybe the actia. I didn't get to the actina book. You know, I, <laughs> I go and Song. Did you see Croton Song, lyric? Uh, I haven't, but... Because it's not in there. Look? <laughs> oh, it's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to a couple other books and then finally decided to look back at past lives... That you were
1: already in. <laughs> ...that I started with.
0: <laughs> I couldn't look there first, and lo and behold, I found it. Okay. So I'm holding a piece of paper describing the actual right of a dying pursuit the right used to seal away the Eater of Souls.
1: <laughs> huh.
0: You know, this is a level... Obviously, it's a level five rite. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: <laughs> well, before you read on, I'm curious, because if the entire tribe was sacrificed and they're gone, how do they even know what this rite is anymore? So, so it actually wasn't the entire tribe.
2: Not not to do the actually thing, but it does
1: mention in Groaton
2: <laughs> Song that there are elements of the tribe members that were on the West Coast because they were they were pretty spread out. And that's the thing. All of the pure tribes, since their kinfolk kind of spread everywhere because of human migration, they can be, like all over north america like they have their preferred regions but uh you know they can they can travel right so there were some that were on the west coast but they still suffer the penalty huh. but I'll, i i wanted to cover that after porter goes over the right though
1: yeah that's, that's probably, probably probably good
0: idea okay <laughs> curious and it's going to be more as we get to it so okay the the right right before the right was known i mean i got exact words so here we don't need every single word here it's about vanish from the world in modern times. It was designed as a last resort against particularly powerful enemies. A chance to hurl them into the Umbra and beset them with the spirits of Garu, condemning them to an eternal struggle. All right. The right liberates the spirit portions of living werewolves present for the right, binding them to the foe. Oh. All right. You, I mean, you, you're with me on this? No,
2: yeah. That, that
1: explains quite a bit, actually. Yep. It's explaining, yep.
0: However, the sacrifice of multiple Garu, who are sure to die, right, and whose ancestor spirits will be lost to future generations, unless they eventually win their struggle. We'll put an asterisk there. It, I mean, it's a big deal. They're, they're done. Uh-huh. That's it. They're fucking Dunyan ranks. They are bound to this enemy. Oh. Forever. Now, every Garu who answers this rights call, right? The body dies. The spirit immediately becomes an ancestor spirit. Sure. Of a power level suitable to the rank and power the Garu had in real life, right? Makes sense. You know, they can also gain shit, you know, depending on, but that's all well and good. Now, see, the the Ancestor Spirit is bound to the target by the right and cannot leave the side of the, the thing it's bound to for long, all right? So you can't have, like, an Ancestor Spirit fight the Croton, get up and run away. It's not going to happen, okay? They, it, it can't be there. It, it can't go away for, leave the, again, can't leave the side for very long.
1: So is that why you can't go contact a Croton Ancestor Spirit?
0: <laughs> you, yeah, you cannot, yeah. Uh, Okay. They're doomed to struggle with this foe forever. Oh. You see, the spirit they are bound to can't destroy them. But an Ancestor Spirit bound by this rite uh, that falls to zero essence, uh, it goes into a slumber, only to eventually reawaken in combat with the foe. At the same time, the Ancestor Spirit can't harvest Gnosis from the target, therefore can't permanently kill the target. <laughs> so they're fight, you, you, you follow this? I'm
1: trying, yeah.
0: You with it, Lyric?
1: So, so the of Souls
2: can never re because it's effectively stuck.
0: It's effectively stuck. I, I mean, that's the theory. Because it can't kill the Ancestor Spirits. The Ancestor Spirits will, let's just say, respawn.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But the Ancestor Spirits can't kill it.
1: So they're foreverly... locked forever. in combat. So they're eternally bonded to each other by combat. Oh my god. So what, what special Hell Realm in the Umbra are they having this fight in? It's because they're, I mean,
2: if they were just on the other side of the Gauntlet on Roanoke, they would have been found.
0: Right, uh, it's non, It does. It does not specify. I thought so they went you,
1: back to Melphius.
0: Well, when you kill, but uh-huh. this isn't what this
1: did. So it didn't kill it. So there's no uh, They can't that kill it. Yeah, what if
0: they're in the battleground? It's possible. It's possible they're in some pocket row. You know, so you know, there's. there's it, it doesn't tell us where they go, but it tells us that the the eater souls cannot kill these ancestor spirits. And the ancestor
1: spirits can't kill the
0: Eater right. of if, if somehow it reduces the, the, the Eater of Souls, in this case, to zero essence, the ancestor Spirit gets like a break. <laughs> and then the Eater of Souls is back up.
1: So it's forever, eternally yeah. combating each other.
0: And, you know, the more that sacrificed himself in this manner, the larger, more powerful creature they can do this to.
1: Which is why you had the entire tribe do
0: it. And I'm going to quote from the book... Because I've given you, I've been paraphrasing Uh here. I mean, I'm reading from the uh, book. To quote from the book, in a variant of this rite, the sacrifice of the entire Croatin tribe was sufficient to banish the Eater of Souls itself. And I underline that, because like two minutes ago, Lyric said the entire tribe didn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now see, see what they also did. Because we'll go over what what happened to the ones who weren't there. It says in this book, they didn't escape their brother's fate. So when the Croton hero she's died in battle so too did the tribe's connection to the spirit world they were as the walking dead from then on the spirits shunned them as if a doom hung over them that they feared to touch no more would the spirits teach them gifts and as the days passed no longer could the Croton walk the umbra they died without power shadows of their former glory and their kinfolk bore no more young Croton no matter how many generations passed
0: that's fucking brutal yeah that oh. and, and like I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna take a step back from here right can you imagine <laughs> being a part of, like, a Croton Cairn,
1: uh-huh.
0: right, on the West Coast?
1: Who didn't even know this was yeah, happening. Yeah, who
0: has no fucking idea any of this is going on. <laughs> I'm trying to get to everybody else. <laughs> and, and clearly you are now being punished for not partaking in this, right?
2: <laughs> well, if yeah, your I mean, spirit's
0: gone, that's, that's you're, clearly you're the, dead. Right, but that's clearly what that is. Uh-huh right is it's kind of like you were punished for not being there yeah it's like they're you an invitation <laughs> that's got to be done done too yeah like you should, fucking no one called
1: <laughs> maybe he was on his way there he
0: wasn't he was, th- he was he was he on was on his way
1: he just didn't make it in time you know if
0: a strider had led them across <laughs> <laughs> the strider would have been able to make it from coast to coast in time
1: they had wings.
0: That doesn't count. They <laughs> need the wings. They are fast. They have gifts about that.
1: It's just, he, he has special
2: eyes. It made it better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm so glad I got to bring that back.
1: Okay, so your segment specifically, you, you put a little pin in there.
0: Yeah. As I was doing the research on this, it dawned on me. Because, you know, uh, those of you who aren't aware, there's a werewolf board game coming out. We don't know anything about it. <laughs>
1: But it's by Werewolf, it's, it's Werewolf the know, Apocalypse, I, I, or is it just...
0: There is a board game coming out.
1: Okay, that's all I'm telling you what I know. Okay, that's all we know. Got
0: it. <laughs> there, is, there is a Werewolf the Apocalypse board game coming out, and in the, um, what was the promotional material? Uh, yeah, Leric? Am I remembering that correctly?
2: Which which promotional material? Which, which element, element are, we? are we...
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs>
2: No, no, I... I'm, I'm trying to figure out which element you're going with here. If it's, like, the limitation of the tribes, or if it's... I'm
0: talking uh, about the board game. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the promotional material, they list the 10, or the 11 tribes. 10, 11... 11 tribes.
2: Uh, so, no, it actually wasn't in the promotional material. It was one of the developers who had said... he mentioned to someone who was asking what tribe they could be, if they could play Fiata, And their response was, you can play any of the 11 playable tribes.
0: Yes, there it was. Thank you. The, the, the source... Of that that particular line escaped me, so thank you. Eleven tribes. Eleven
1: of the playable tribes, so two of them aren't playable?
0: That's Well, there you go, right? Either he misspoke, but there have been no answers to people questioning that.
1: Oh, come on.
0: They're They're avoiding answering the question. I mean, if he just misspoke, it would have been like, oops, that was a typo.
1: Right. Right. So them avoiding the question is... Leads us
0: to believe that two tribes will no longer be playable, at least in this board game. But if it's in the game, it's likely in Werewolf 5. Because, you know, you you can't just license a property and do whatever you want with
1: it. Right.
0: And I can't go to Disney and go, like, here's, you know, $5 million to license Donald Duck and now he's going to be in a porno. That's not how that works. You have a style guy. (laughs) There's there's shit you can do when you can't.
2: Howard the Duck? I said... Donald the Duck. I said
0: Donald the Duck, <laughs> No, I was... I was. <laughs> no, that's right up Howard's alley. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up a comic, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an older one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there is. there is. I mean, there's there's rules. So what we likely heard was an unintentional spoiler for Werewolf 5. And if that is the case, we're still with irresponsible speculation here. <laughs> okay,
1: well, we're, we're admitting that. Yeah.
0: Know. Um, you know, I had long posited, uh, that it's gonna be the Octina and the Wendigo. It's a bummer. So, what if, right, it is the Octana and the Wendigo? Sure. But, okay. I mean, like, oh, well, it's convenient because that's what you guessed, so you think you're right. But no, 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 no. How, how do we le? How do we pick up where we left off? You know, Werewolf has always had that problem because did the apocalypse happen or the apocalypse couldn't have fucking happened the, because we're all still here?
1: Right. Well, one, so we're still here. Two, how many points in time, we just said it, that could have been the apocalypse, and that...
0: And this is what I'm positing. Okay. That both the Beast of War and the defiler were manifested. Oh,
1: And both the Wendigo
0: and Actena used this right to sacrifice themselves to stop the apocalypse.
1: Okay, so you have the Croton who did it? Well, because it was... Right... And if someone's going to
0: have that right written down somewhere, quote unquote, right, it's more likely to be the Octana or the Windigo, because of, than like the Silver Fangs, who were fucking had nothing to do with it,
1: right? The, the pure ones, they sh- maybe they shared that information and just that. That's my speculation, or with just each other.
0: I mean, like, I didn't share this with either one of you beforehand. No, so. because
1: my, oh my, I just saw the gleam in your eye as you started to saying it, and I kind of got a little scared. But, like, holy shit,
0: dude. That's what I think happens. This
2: is what I See, I was going to suggest that there was an apocalyptic scenario with the Beast of War. Why Why both? Just, just for the two tribes?
0: Yeah, just for the two tribes. Or maybe yeah. it took both tribes to do the one. But, Either I mean, way, at that point it's immaterial, right? I mean, it's semantics.
2: Yeah, True.
1: yeah. Oh, I want to know now. We all but, do. I mean,
0: like, I'm not talking crazy, am I?
1: No. no I mean, yes, you are talking crazy, but... <laughs> it seems a lot more likely than anything else right now.
0: And it you know, there are, there are people who oppose the, the Windigo and the Actana right. aspects of them. Mm-hmm. And we're not gonna talk we're about not that. Here for that. We're but right. if I'm paradox and I don't and I wanna avoid any potential scandal, That's... removing them from the table seems like the easier solution. And then you link that to the meta plot to why Apocalypse quote didn't happen. It mm-hmm. started to happen. The pure one saved us all. Through their sacrifice. You can continue the meta plot from 3rd edition, from Revised, if you wanted to at that point. And this also, it links together with, you remember, Anthelios in Vampire 5, Anthelios shows up.
1: And uh-huh.
0: Anthelios is in Vampire 5, which is a fucking problem, <laughs> because there are larger implications to Anthelios rising to the rest of the world of darkness. Right, it so doesn't just show up and not, there are problems with that. And it's so be showing up in V five.
2: So it does it shows up, but it's only there for a brief time and then uh quote unquote kind of just disappears. Right, but, but there are some there, according to the Lore sheets, there's some vampires that can still see it, and they gain some powers from it.
0: Well but even so it can't that, be that it's just in the Umbra. Well, it's the thing is it was in the Umbra long before it showed up to the realm where a regular vampire would be able to see it.
1: Oh so if it's in Oh my god, man. My head fucking hurts. I, maybe I'm maybe
0: I'm crazy here. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I think I just solved it.
1: Oh, you might be getting a phone call later. I might be
0: getting a phone call later.
1: <laughs> this just went on air. This is holy shit, dude. What did you get us into?
0: Hey, <laughs> tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> where we got into.
0: Likes and comments. It's irresponsible speculation, maybe I'm in the tall grass, but if I look at those pieces together, that's the puzzle I see. Eric, you've got to so, have some thoughts on what I just laid down. Come on. Uh... There's no way you don't have some thoughts on what I just <laughs> said. No, I was I,
2: I was thinking about it. I, I, I don't know what tries... Because I don't know if they're going to go with the revised edition thing of um, having the Stargazers flee the nation.
0: But... but they were still playable because not all the Stargazers left. Maybe. But I, I think... They will want to avoid some controversy and go, again, with the pure ones. And again, you look at... I mean, you just you heard my pitch. But there's no yeah, way I didn't no, your it, mind right there.
2: It makes sense. <laughs> so, Because like, that's what a thought process I already had. It, it, cause this is this something that comes up in first edition Apocalypse, if anybody ever flips through that again? Um, <coughs> well, that, that there was a massive battle with the Worm, and the Gru had beaten him back. And that's why they had so many centuries of not constant apocalyptic warfare. And so that got me thinking that with Apocalypse 5th Edition, to stave off the Apocalypse, or, or not, not to stave off the Apocalypse, but to have it not have happened with Revised, there's nothing saying that they couldn't have had that massive battle on the four-toed battlefield of the Apocalypse and actually won. Because we, we've been assuming the entire time that the crew are going to lose, because the Apocalypse is supposed to be them losing. The 20th Edition brings in the, you know, Eighth Prophecy of the Phoenix, I think it is. Yeah. that little bit of hope. And, yeah, I I think it's entirely likely that they're going to go with this whole cyclical timeline angle. And, again, I look at uh, stuff they were trying to do with, say, Forsaken 1st Edition as ideas that they wanted to put into Apocalypse, but couldn't for whatever reason. And, and, like, one of the things that reminds me of that is the Pure Lands, when the Croton get there, you know, there's there's no real gauntlet. Spirits can travel back and forth, and that's how the origins were for Forsaken. So so looking at some of the stuff they were doing there and, and...
0: Well, I mean, it's entirely possible... I mean, I, I can't speak for for the Forsaken bits, but I, it's an entirely possible that what we are essentially talking about the same thing. Is that you know that battlefield of the apocalypse? Maybe that's where the, the you know the the right is held. And again, the right happening again is speculation, but it seems to make the most sense. And if you're going to continue with that revised timeline, you you can't avoid. The apocalypse you're gonna have to explain what the fuck happened well that's um, the end
2: of every major timeline right like the sacrifice to seal up the uh the storm eater was what every major elder from a not every but a major elder from every tribe yeah like, it, was, it was a pretty substantial sacrifice to seal that bane up and that's not even eater of soul status exactly huh. you know
0: that we I mean, us, comparison the storm eater was baby shit
2: so porter if you were going to run a, a period setting uh, but um, before, if you wanted to make a uh, croton playable for people uh, how would you, how would you approach that or what what sort of storyline would you go with
0: well we'll hold that thought for a second mm-hmm. because you brought up the eighth prophecy of the phoenix
1: yeah, you got a little upset
0: i got a, i got a bone to pick with that <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me go ahead and rip it off you throw some dirt first and then and and then ask me again <laughs> but um you know yeah you're right 20 introduced the the Prophecy of the Phoenix, and I, I think it was one of the worst ideas they had. I, I honestly think it was, it was just, in terms of bad ideas, it's up there near the top. You know, you had the Prophecy of the Phoenix listing down these signs of the end times, and it framed the game: it is the world is ending? There's the war. You are going to lose. But you are going to band together with your pack, with your sept, with your can, and maybe with the rest of the nation, every ally you can muster to fight as hard as you can for hope, for hope to push this back a day, you know, a month, a day, a week, even a day. You get done with your work, with that particular job. You walk out of that spiral hive. You just cleanse and your, your buddies are broken. Three of your friends are dead. You are sore and bloody and everything hurts. But you know what? Maybe you saved the world for just a day or two. That hope, that belief, that struggle is so important to wear off the apocalypse. And then to add uh, uh, an extra tenet to the prophecy of Phoenix to go, nah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> and that's what the eighth sign says. It's essentially, oh no, everyone's going to get their shit together and you're going to win. It's cool. So where's the tension? What, what, what are you doing here then? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's going to be fine in the end. We're not defying fate. Fate says we win. Wow. I have chosen
2: to ignore that
0: because I, well, I,
2: I like revised edition a lot but well, revised edition is what I got into Apocalypse with it, well, the and, prophecy was the know, same so <laughs> I, I came into it with the end times and everything sucks and it was so so gritty that I enjoyed that element of it yeah. and you still think that with Wild West which I think is a superior timeline anyway What's desert living bias
0: <laughs> that's good and great I mean, but, but again that's the same prophecy of the Phoenix revised second edition uh, you know, Wild West. Uh-huh. It didn't add the the everything's going to be hugs and rainbows at the end of it, but the World 20 did. And, and I think that, that, that by existing it changes the nature of the game because it's no longer about fighting to defy fate. You're fated to win. Man,
1: ah. that, uh, well, ah. you you're spec- That's you're not already. even
0: speculation, that's just...
1: No, I know, but you're <laughs> speculation from earlier in the mm-hmm. episode. You're already throwing me off and now my head hurts and you're just... <laughs> Killing me here. But yeah. No, but you're you're right though. He's absolutely right, yeah. It, it changes it. I, see, I, didn't I like you say actually like he isn't usually. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know there was Sorry. the eighth privacy of the Phoenix. So me hearing that it like, Well, it yeah. only
2: comes up in the intro comic for W twenty.
1: Because I don't think it's mentioned anywhere else in the rest of
2: W twenty. It's just that intro comic they did.
0: Oh although in Right? That's that's possible. But I, I know in um I mean it's in revised it's in second edition but why would they have had that book if i had 20 available and then i just i don't i don't see i don't see the world where danny was just flipping through and said i know i was going to do the prophecy of the phoenix during a mood uh-huh. but then tom waylaid that by <laughs> bringing up a, a really good point and making that <laughs> suggestion that made way more sense so yeah
1: so we didn't plans do changed.
0: It. Plus, it's a little dry. The prophecy of the future. We talked about that in the Garrett episode. Yeah, we did. Like last week, we talked about that last week. Probably. Yeah, I think that's when that airs.
1: Or okay, because well, it hasn't
0: aired yet. <laughs> right, but I think that's. I think that's. Yeah.
1: Okay. I was. I was sitting here thinking. About that. I was like, "Have I?
0: Did I not pay
2: attention
1: to that? Did I miss something?" Yeah, it's either last week or <laughs> week before. So. No,
0: no, it's, it's going to be the one that for you airs in the future, and for
1: for everyone else, listening to this is going to be last week. <laughs>
0: We, we're pretty sure.
1: I, it's, it's either last week or the week before that. I want that you know, we just
0: fucking talked about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> We just but talked to, about um, it. Yes.
2: But, but to go back to uh, what I was talking about, period piece books, because the yes. Groton Song is a source book for that time period. It's a source, to, uh, source book for playing in the middle times. Yes, yes. So, I, I know you, you don't tend to do... Well, I guess you do do a period piece since you play games in the 90s.
0: Is that, is that a period piece now? I guess technically it could count as a period piece.
2: Sure,
0: I, I guess technically that it's, counts. It's not but, modern
2: times. How about that? Well, I yeah. bet by the time W five comes out, it'll be its own era, which is actually kind of neat to think about. That's true. But um, uh, so, so what would you do as a uh, a storyline for that? Because I I could think of a couple things. I would I would enjoy doing a couple sessions uh, of the initial crossover.
0: Well, I, I think I think yeah, making the the journey to the new world would be pretty great.
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I
0: think the idea of I mean, there's a level where you have to play with the cannon here,
1: uh-huh.
0: but maybe being the tip of the spear on that. Well, yeah, like the it, so, the cannon over. itself
2: is just so open. Right. So what you're doing is you're coming into a new world, right? The humans aren't afraid of you, or, or they they're afraid of you, but they're afraid of you like they would be because you're a nine foot tall wolf monster, right? But they're not running from you in terror. But here's these things not that yet. you were called down <laughs> by the planet herself in a vision, like you you went to the Umbra or like you someone you knew. Like, Cousin Jerry talked to Gaia herself, and so you're here on this godsend mission, and, and so you're fighting these worm creatures from the Beast of War, and it, what even kind of creatures are these? The, the back of the book goes over creatures that are only native to there, plus a little section on building your own. I, mean, I say a little section, it's like half a page. But ideas on how to build your own monstrosities. You could come up with some really crazy stuff, and, and do an like almost savage age level, I want to say. Yeah. Hell, you could even take uh, elements from the Savage Age into there because it's so so far in the past.
0: Well, thank you for answering the question for me.
1: <laughs>
2: did, you, did you have a question? Like, you
0: asked <laughs> no, him you, a question. You asked me you the did. question and then answered it. <laughs> and then answered yourself. <laughs> well, you spoke for thirty seconds. Fuck it, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for answering the question for <laughs> yeah, me. There you go. Uh, but no, I what I would do is. Uh, I like the idea of maybe, you know, again, we're playing with canon at that point, but the tip of the spear, like the first you know, however many your players are. Fuck up five. Sure. The first five Garu to touch down. Like before everybody else did, before necessarily the totems did. The scouting party? Yeah. The okay. fucking scouting party. The 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 only five Garu in this entire goddamn continent. Well, cool. And now what? Because yeah, you have all the all the different tribes, you know the, the native inhabitants. You have the worm creatures, the spirits. Everything is fucking forward. And what do you even do?
1: You got to clear the way for the rest of your. And what does that
2: mean? <laughs> you know. Oh, just... dude, you can establish a bridgehead. Sure. Oh, uh, have you have you looked head. into um, what opening a Cairn requires? Well, I
0: mean, first of all, pathstone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just just that kind of fight. Like that's that's a Cairn ended story arc,
0: right? I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's really no end to what you could do with it, which is which is great. Um, you could go into the mystery of what the hell, when the Wendigo show up, and they're the Wendigo now. <laughs> and yeah,
1: well, there you go. <laughs> Wait, you were following Sasquatch I mean, I mean, on we, the way here. <laughs> I mean, I always I
0: said I'd <laughs> shut up about it. But since you talk about an alternate scenario and playing a, playing the game of that era, right? Yeah. You, you have a tribe that we're assuming were called the Sasquatch, which sure. sounds silly, but just fuck it, run with it, yeah. right? So we don't know what they were called first, and then when they show up, you left and said, "Hey, Sasquatch buddies, hey, Octenna, we're going ahead, and we'll see you on the other side."
1: And they come, and in they in come, in and
0: they're the Wendigo, <laughs> and that can't just be a change in name only. Yeah, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so, like,
2: like one of the things Carl Song mentions is that uh, the reason why the Wendigo stay in the north is because like Wendigo has, has such a damn rage, and he doesn't want to leave the ice. That the only things that can calm him down is his tribe.
1: Interesting.
0: It, that is? I, I don't know. I don't believe that. I, I Again, I believe it's written. Uh-huh. But we're going back to uh, the, the sinister aspect. It's a fucking cannibal totem. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cannibal spirit. It's, yeah. You know, know. <laughs> it, it, it's already against the litany. <laughs> I love this. Right? I just, I, I know it's me, and it's, it's my hang-up. I get you. But I think it's interesting. I think that idea of, uh, like we talked about, I think it's a Children's Guy episode, I think it was, like way back. Probably. Don't well, no, listen like to early, that one. That was like number
1: six. Yeah, it was, four, it was no, early on.
0: Like but but if, I, if I remember correctly, and I might be thinking of it for the episode, and that's on me. But they, they talked about the idea of spiral dancers being, like, in the New World, or, or that little colony or something. Or maybe it might have been the Uptown one. Uh, but, but you know, the, the idea of the, the, the spiral, a spiral dancer, or something adjacent prior to the fall of the Picts, to the fall of the Howlers. You know, I like that when they get that little wiggle room and you can go, well, well what if there was this other story? You could easily go, well, you know, it's not like they were the only girl to ever fall to the worm. It's like no girl would ever fall into the worm before that. I mean, that's the obvious answer. Uh-huh. But to go... Well, been sorry, go ahead. Could have been Bane Tenders. Could have been. Or, and I mean, again, that's another easy you know, a Bane Tender that, that oopsed. And fell. That's, that's...
1: Couldn't keep control. Not
0: only possible, but likely.
1: Yeah, sure is.
0: You know, that's, that's, that's a rational explanation. But what if the explanation is, you know what, that maybe there were Garu in the New World before. Maybe not a lot. And maybe something happened to them. And isn't that, that mystery or that secret that you can create and uncover more interesting than the obvious answer of one time a bait and tender fucked up?
2: I like that. I mean, you're already messing... Like, Already the lore is imperfect because you heard that the worm wasn't there before the European guru showed up and everything was perfect. And right. you know from from their history that, yeah, the worm was there, and it wasn't there because they fought it back. There's and nothing saying that there wasn't just, like, an in indigenous guru that just happened to be there anyway.
0: Right. That lost their battle with the worm. Huh. We we don't know. It's all speculation. That's why I love the And episode. what's more interesting, right?
1: The The speculation...
0: I, I love it when we get to go on and fucking... We're off the chain. Just let us... Oh, uh, you want
1: to... It's almost this entire episode, dude.
0: It's great. I love it, man.
2: It, it, I got a, I got another story arc. Got another one. All right. So, they have... um They've got a couple steps that they mentioned in Crown Song, right? So, one of them is the Sept of the Bad People. I'm so, th- underneath... Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Is that where, the real name of it? Is that the what? <laughs> the Sept of the Bad People?
2: except of the, the Bat.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I misheard you. So, <laughs>
2: like, they've got this cairn in these caves, and the cave itself's totem is White Bat. It's an aspect of Bat. Like, Bat's roosted in this cave, these, uh, Kralaton worship Bat. hmm And they were there when the last of the Kamazots died, and Bat went insane. And their totem went insane as well. Allegedly. So, well, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, so you, we just uh, did an episode uh, like the, of
2: that, too. Yep. Like the book mentions that you could go on a quest and, you know, try to get White Bat and save White Bat or cure White Bat. But uh, how, how great would it be to have a, a story arc where your, your home sept is the sept of the bad people, right? And you're there one day and everything's fine. You have beaten back the, the war minions of the day or you're working with your kinfolk. You know, everything's fine and dandy. And then your totem starts to just go insane.
0: No, that's super cool. I, like I love would that, that idea. What look like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Mm. If I were going to do that, it wouldn't be my focus.
1: It'd be like the subplot?
0: Yeah. Because that's something you want to have happen gradually. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. To,
0: to build suspense, to give it time to breathe. So what you want is you want that game to be about um, uh, maybe a conflict with the sept of the bad people. You know, the totem of which that asshole who merges without looking. Ah! <laughs> and um,
1: <laughs> and no blinker. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know who you are, yeah, you, smooth. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> the, the lady who writes a check at the grocery store but waits. You know, waits uh, until the end uh, and then starts it. writing the name of the place like she didn't know until just now. Right, except of the bad people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That that still happens. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, my, my joke aside, you know, the idea maybe a sept conflict, or you know, other stuff has to be going on, and you have that in, in the background as a subplot brewing, and you know, so bats being a little making some odd calls, or maybe isn't um, isn't answering when summoned immediately, or is maybe well, shit that's... teaching teaching yeah. gifts. It, it's they're not working all the time I was gonna say
1: maybe giving wrong information yeah
0: giving wrong information giving odd advice taking too much or too little gnosis little things that will slowly escalate oh shit
2: well he said this is during war of rage too right because this is when the Kasants are falling
0: that's correct so who's to
2: say that they're not also dealing with um you know, Fenrir breacher parties coming in
0: that's a really good point uh-huh. you know because they the... bring in those tribal those kind con- those tribal conflicts in the air that's is beautiful. I mean, like I said, the you want to keep that idea of the totem slowly going crazy and losing that set to that. That's something you want in the back burner.
1: I can see it. Mm-hmm.
0: Because yeah. then it's something that's happening over time and not something you're watching happen going, man, someone should do something about this. <laughs> no, because you've got something else to take care of. And you didn't notice the slow transition. Well, especially if the players are uh, first-timers, right? They start
2: from their transition of like, what, 12 or 13 years old? Mm-hmm. And and they don't know bat as anything other than being maybe just a little bit erratic. He twitches his head a little too much, and he's like, you know, why don't you go and talk to those um, the Squalmy over there or this this coyote? Because the Pharaoh's is still floating around. True. And maybe they don't hate the Gru just yet. Maybe it's giving wow. them odd instructions
1: with that that puts them <laughs> at odds with the uh, wormcomers. No, they don't. They oh, don't I, don't the I like I like the this. They don't hate the Garu as much, and not yet.
0: Oh, there's still plenty of hate to go around when they're being actively slaughtered by. You know, by the, the quote Wormcomers. And I mean, we talked about that in the Lost Breeds episode, to where the fair of that, uh, that age didn't really discriminate between <laughs> tribes. No. You Garou. know, it's not like the Actana showed up and we're like, hey, well, we didn't kill all of your friends. That was the Silver Fangs. I mean, it was the Shadow Lords. But <laughs> it was the Shadow Lords. You know, Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, the fair was like, what the fuck's a Shadow Lord? It was a Garu. You did this. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't know or care the difference. So you know you're going to have those tensions too. But I, <laughs> I, I think realistically we could probably talk about this subject for just like a we, we could talk about this for a couple hours
1: oh, probably. I've always liked when we do the speculation. It's always my favorite part. And holy shit, we did it this episode. No, you know what? Mine too.
0: You know, I, I love it when there's there's you know room to play and there's you know and it's just. It's that sandbox you can play with, but you know, you need to have the box. It can't just be sand. Because otherwise, yeah. it's the beach, and you're going to find like some used condoms and some dirty needles, oh, and nobody wants that grossness. But it's the World of Darkness beach. No, we want, we want the. We, you know what we want is we want our green turtle sandbox. Oh, there we go. With the lid that comes on it man. to keep the neighborhood cats from pooping in there. Yeah. That's the sandbox I want to play in.
1: 1991 just called.
0: They still sell those. Don't fuck uh, around.
1: Oh, no shit. Okay, yeah,
0: so... Well,
2: fuck. I like, I like that bad Step story idea, though. I, I like that a lot. That would be super cool. Yeah,
0: I'm going to detail the set of the bad people tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't wait.
0: People who don't flush in public toilets. Uh, oh, man.
1: You can go on the for The guy with at the
0: ATM time. who just... Can't remember his own pin code. right? <laughs> the guy who sees the light turn green but just decides to wait for 30 seconds. Like, no one's got anywhere to be.
2: No, so so what I have, right, like, so I also get the people who write their checks, but this, my, my store is a bag of your own, right? So they'll have, like, $200 in groceries just sitting on the belt. They will not bag their groceries until they've written their check and they won't write their check until everything's done. So you're waiting for them to write their check and then bag their groceries, and it's like the one belt, and you're just like, oh, Christ, please. (laughs)
0: I'm not going to go to groceries. I'm not going to bag my own groceries.
2: Well, see, that's why you get to pay such cheaper prices, like our $8 in in bullshit that you can get at Walmart for. What's the most egregious thing we have? It's Captain Crunch for $6 a box.
0: Is that a lot? I don't don't need cereal. (laughs) Captain Crunch is like a
2: $3 box of cereal. It's, it's not it's not fancy cereal. It's well, Captain you're, Crunch. Your, your pants are wrinkled. <laughs> that was that was kind of wild. I hope that doesn't. <laughs> all right, we got it. Okay, up.
0: okay. Now we, a... we, we have to go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> right, on that note, unfortunately, we we could do this all day. We're having a lot of fun, um, lyric. We're, we're thrilled you were back with us today. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm glad to come back. I'm always down to talk werewolf.
0: Hell yeah, man. And this this will not be your last appearance, I promise you. You know, And you guys listening, you better get used to this guy. He's going to be around. <laughs> In the meantime, great, you know, good good time, good talking. I get we could do it longer, but we, we actually have to get going. So, uh, on behalf of everyone here at Scratch Wolf Studio and uh, our dear remote friend Lyric, we want to thank you for listening. I you to share the wealth, share the love. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp, your head on a swivel. And we'll see you next time.